We would like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR. And my name is Gavin Walker. And we have, of course, uh, a rather special show this evening, as, as all our shows are. And we have some uh, music by all kinds of uh, incredible people. But, of course, we're going to get right to our jazz feature, which, of course, always opens the show. And, of course, as you already know, and as I've mentioned many times, uh, this month is Black History Month. And we are doing jazz features that uh, directly or indirectly um, honor Black History Month. And this evening... We are going to present the music of Charles Mingus. And of course, those of you that are familiar with Mr. Mingus know that he was a, a staunch supporter of civil rights. Um, Mingus wrote several protest pieces and was not afraid to speak his mind at any time regarding civil rights. And although this music is maybe more indirect in its uh, acknowledgement of civil rights. It's there in, in this music, all through. And this album is called The Black Saint and the Sinner Lady. Now, I don't really know. Mingus occasionally um, talked in very abstract terms, so I don't know really the significance of the title that he chose for this album. I will say that um, right from the get-go that Mingus had full control uh, over what was on this album. He did the, of course, did the music with his group. Uh, he did all the post-production, um, which was editing, uh, wrote the notes, and he even got his psychiatrist to write a note as well. Uh, which is included on the album. I'm not, of course, I'm not going to read it uh, on the air, but it's very interesting. Any any uh, of you who have this album, Mr. Mingus wrote uh, the album notes for it. They're very perceptive. Uh, he refers to himself as 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 the black um, as the black saint, and the sinner lady. I think is is life itself. Uh, you don't know where it's going to go. It's full of temptation, all this kind of stuff. So the, it, it's kind of a poetic meaning uh, of the title. And uh, I should backtrack here. All of this music was recorded January 20th, 1963, and it's considered by many to be, and it's arguable, of course, uh, but many consider this one of Mingus's finest statements, and I'm in agreement with that. Uh, I have my own particular personal favorite of Mingus's albums, but this comes very, very close. The whole concept for this album goes back to October 12th, 1962, a much-publicized, sold-out concert featuring new music by Charles Mingus that was to be presented at Town Hall in New York and recorded by United Artists Records. Now, United Artists had an unlimited budget, and what started out as maybe a 10-piece band ended up the 32-piece orchestra. 
And it, uh, what happened was a variety of disasters. And this may have been one of the very, very lowest moments in Mingus's life, um, was this concert. United Artists billed it as a concert. But what it was, was a concert and recording, which is very different. A concert is completed works, played uh, through the, the, the whole evening, thank you very much, uh, applause, bravos, whatever. What happened was two things. October 12th was the date that they had set. But what ha- the original date was supposed to be the end of November of 1962. United Artists um, moved the date up. And, of course, this threw Mingus into a panic mode because that meant less time to write for this huge orchestra. So he recruited people. He was doing some of the writing himself uh, and so on. But because the date was moved up, uh, it, really th- it really threw a monkey wrench in- into all of his plans. So this was the first setback. The second setback was the, was the advertising of the concert. It was supposed to be a concert, but not a record date. So when everything was happening... On October 12th in Town Hall, musicians arrived on the stage. Uh, There were no monitors for the musicians to hear themselves. For one thing, there was a drawback because you got to hear yourself. (laughs) You know, if you're playing, you need stage monitors. Um, The PA system was inadequate. Uh, They were still, the engineers were were fiddling with the uh, recording. And, of course, the music was not completed. There were still uh, members of the orchestra that were copying and copyists that Mingus had hired to copy uh, music uh, right there on the stage. And Mingus announced uh, before the concert that it, it, it was going to be a recording session. There was going to be lots of stops and starts, uh, inserts, little bits and pieces of music, and so on and so forth. And that's what the uh, audience should expect. Of course, um, <laughs> what happened was, of course, a lot of the audience members got pretty restless um, during the course of this. And Mingus was constantly at the microphone apologizing and saying, look, why don't you just get your money back at the door? You know, this is not a concert. This is a recording session. And uh, that's what they should have advertised. It's false advertising. Uh, Anyway, what happened was that there was some really, really good music recorded at that concert, but it was billed as an unmitigated disaster. And, of course, Mingus's name was all over the New York Times and jazz magazines and so on. Mingus's great failure. It was supposed to be one of his great triumphs, and it turned out to be a great failure. But it wasn't really his fault. But, of course, because he was the leader, all fingers pointed at Mingus. And even some of his critic friends, people that loved Mingus, were very critical of him. They blamed him for the failure of the concert. 
Consequently, Mingus fell into a depression, a deep depression, and phoned uh, the New York Times and said, I'd like to make a statement about, about my life and the concert. And the Times listened to him, and it was reported that Mingus had said that he was going to leave the United States forever. He was going to take lock, stock, and barrel, his wife, all his children, and he's going to move to Spain and never, ever return to the United States because they betrayed him. And, of course, he had things to say about the record company and everything else. They published the article, and, of course, there was a savior in this whole fiasco. Is Max Gordon. Max Gordon was the owner of the famous Village Vanguard Club in New York. He liked Mingus. He phoned Mingus and he said, look, I can't afford uh, uh, for you to bring in a, a, a 32-piece band or 40-piece band or anything like that, but if you want to put together a 10- or 12-piece band to get your music together, you got a gig here. And you can have this gig as long as, as, long as you like. He's, that's my offer to you. So this was the saving point. And this is, this is how this record that we're going to hear this evening came about. Because the Village Vanguard, Max Gordon, Mingus suddenly got himself together. Somebody was on his side. And, and he took this uh, um, band, which was 10 to 12 pieces, into the Village Vanguard and built a lot of the music that we're going to hear on this so it gave him an opportunity, and of course he abandoned his plans for moving to Spain and leaving the States and all that kind of stuff. And uh, through the, the Village Vanguard band, he through the Village Vanguard band, he was able to um, develop this music and uh, bring it to fruition. Uh, with basically the same personnel that we're going to hear on this album. So this is basically how the album came about. And Mingus signed a fresh new recording contract with Impulse Records, and they were very, very cooperative. They, they, they did everything for him uh, on, this, on this recording, and uh, it's quite a production. The music is very dense, Mingus's writing has always been very dense, very dramatic, and um, unbelievably beautiful, as well as unbelievably at times disturbing, as all Mingus's music is. It's so dynamic and so changeable. The people involved here, and I'll give you the rundown of personnel, we have two trumpeters, great Swedish trumpeter that Mingus loved, Rolf Erickson, and of course another one of Mingus's favorites, Richard Williams on trumpet. On trombone, uh, who gentleman who played with the Ellington Orchestra for years, he was a master of the plunger trombone. He could make the trombone talk. And I'm talking about Butter Jackson, Quentin Jackson, trombonist. On tuba, one of the, one of the greats, virtuoso tubist, Don Butterfield. Then we get to the saxophones. Uh, Jerome Richardson, an old friend from uh, the Los Angeles that Mingus knew for many, many years, a virtuoso player. We're going to hear him on soprano, uh, 
and baritone saxophone, and he's a monster. So any soprano or baritone solo you hear will be Jerome Richardson. He also, of course, is a great flute player. Not heard in solo, but very important in the section, is Dick Hafer, uh, tenor saxophone and flute. The other incredible soloist, and I think this is some of his best work, is one of my all-time favorite alto saxophonists. And his work on here just kills me every time I hear it. And I'm talking about Charlie Mariano, the late, great Charlie Mariano, who lived well into his 80s and one of the great exponents of the alto saxophone. What a sound. On piano, Jackie Byard. He does the bulk of the piano chores on here. We have a wonderful guitar player as well who does some of the kind of flamenco sounds that you're going to hear because Mingus, uh, that's part of Mingus's music, Jay Berliner on guitar. Mingus plays a little bit of piano, and you'll hear the difference between him and, and Jackie Bayard. But Mingus does do a little bit of piano work here, but he's mainly featured on his main instrument, the bass. And, of course, on drums, the one and only Danny Richmond. The suite of music here is, is basically in four parts. And uh, there are four different movements. The final movement is the longest, and it has different, different segments in it. So this whole thing is a suite, and uh, it's a continuous suite of, of music. So we open with um, track A, which is called simply Solo Dancer, and this uh, Minkus uh, put in some words uh, um, referring to what the music represents. Stop, look, and listen. Sinner Jim Whitney. That's another abstract reference. Track B is called Duet Solo Dancers, Hearts Beat and Shades in Physical Embraces. That's track B. Um, track C is entitled Group Dancers, Soul Fusion, Free Woman, and Oh, This Freedom Slave Cries. Then we go to the final movement, which is a whole, which is a whole group of different moods, and, and kind of some of, the, some of the passages are repeated as well uh, for movement number four. So I won't get into all the, all the statements on there. It's just uh, you'll hear it, and you'll hear all the shifts in moods and, uh, and pieces in this. Now, the major soloists in here, as I mentioned, Charlie Mariano is, is absolutely on top on alto saxophone, he, and uh, unbelievably plays great lead alto and solos. And, of course, Jerome Richardson uh, on baritone and soprano saxophone and Don Butter and uh, Quentin Jackson on trombone. But the whole band is just such a unified force here, and we're going to turn you over to the music right now. So here, then, is in its completion this great recording the Black Saint and the Sinner Lady, the music of Charles Mingus, our fourth dedication to Black History Month.
The final notes of Mingus's incredible suite, The Black Saint and Sinner Lady, and of course those final notes played by the great late alto saxophonist Charlie Mariano. We heard the album in its completion. This was everything up to this time that Mingus wanted in, in a record album, and he was responsible for just about everything, the cover, uh, the title, the album notes, um, and of course um, the production and post-production, the editing, and of course the music. And it was, as I said, the, the band was, was honed at uh, a long engagement at the uh, Village Vanguard, and it was sort of the triumph of um, one of Mingus's darkest and most unhappy moments in his long and convoluted career. And uh, somehow, Mr. Max Gordon, the owner of the Village Vanguard, kind of made a proposal to Mingus, and uh, that's how this whole recording came about, because he got a long engagement at the uh, Village Vanguard with basically this same band and was able to build this music and, of course, uh, signed a contract with Impulse Records and was able to go into the recording studio January 20th, 1963, and record this music. And, uh, as I said, it was everything he wanted up to this time. The Black Saint and the Sinner Lady, and uh, it's really a suite in four movements. And... I won't go into all the uh, all the titles. There, there, there's sort of uh, uh, titles and subtitles. But uh, um, part one is entitled "Solo Dancer." Part two is called "Duet Solo Dancers." Um, part three is called "Group Dancers," and um, then the final um, part four is a whole bunch of different uh, moods um, all put together in this uh, one final statement. And of course the soloists in this band, the chief soloists we're going to hear, um, we begin with of course Jerome Richardson on baritone saxophone and soprano saxophone and Charlie Mariano on alto saxophone and Quentin Jackson on plunger trombone and Jackie Byard uh, who did the bulk of the piano work uh, on here, although Mingus was heard on Movement 3 uh, playing piano as well. And, uh, of course, he was featured on bass throughout the, uh, throughout the set. Danny Richmond, of course, on drums. Um, not heard in solo, but a very important part, Dick Hafer, right in the middle of the saxophone section on tenor saxophone and flute. And Don Butterfield on tuba. And, of course, the two... Uh, great trumpet players um, that had to carry this music and play all the parts. Rolf Erickson, the great Swedish trumpeter, and Richard Williams, uh, Notes Williams. And uh, they had to really carry the can on this because some of the trumpet parts were extremely difficult, very high, um, all that kind of stuff. But uh, the band sounded wonderful. And as I said, it was everything that uh, Mr. Mingus wanted. And uh, so this album is arguably one of his very finest. And The Black Saint and The Sinner Lady. And we featured it as our fourth 
uh, selection for Black History Month. We do have one more week to go in Black History Month, but uh, next week is going to be a very special show because it is the Fun Drive show. And, um, of course, our jazz feature is actually going to be, uh, next week, is going to be guitarist Grant Green. And, again, it has to do with Black History Month because the album that I'm going to play by Grant Green features all his interpretations of famous, what they used to call back then, Negro spirituals. And uh, um, you, you'll hear him play some of the most familiar melodies ever ever written and done in his style. So we'll be able to uh, do that feature and, of course, uh, talk about the uh, very important uh, fun drive because uh, next week is going to be our only show um, that will be we will be talking about the most important uh, fun drive right here on CITR. So I'd just like to remind you, I hope you enjoyed the jazz feature with Mr. Mingus, Charles Mingus, and the Black Saint and the Sinner Lady. Coming up, we have some uh, uh, change of pace music, of course. <laughs> um, it's enough intensity uh, with Mr. Mingus's music, and uh, we're going to have some piano trio music by the great Bill Evans and his uh, classic trio um, to do two or three tunes. Uh, but I would like to tell you that um, you are listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. This is The Jazz Show, a regular feature here Monday evenings from 9 until after midnight with yours truly, Gavin Walker. And uh, what else are we going to say? We're going to tell you about this, and we'll be back with Bill Evans in just a few moments. So, speaking of the fun drive, listen to this. We're counting down the days till Fun Drive 2016. This year, our theme is growing our cultures, and it all starts on February 25th with a rad kickoff party in the Pit Pub and a week-long on-air telethon. Help your community station by donating so we can support training for volunteers and promote the multitude of cultures on our own airwaves. The online donation page is live now, so head on over to citr.ca slash donate and get cool CITR swag. On February 23rd, join CITR for the 14th Annual National Campus and Community Radio Association Homelessness Marathon. The Homelessness Marathon happens every year in February at radio stations across North America to shine a light on the issue of homelessness. This year, CITR will be broadcasting live from 9 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. at the Megaphone Magazine offices in the downtown east side. Tune in for stories and voices from the community. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. Bill Evans is one of the most important uh, pianists in jazz music. And this particular trio which is absolutely magical. He really um, reconfigured the whole idea of piano trio music with this band. 
And unfortunately, uh, the bassist, Scott LaFrero, um, died uh, that year um, uh, in, in a terrible car accident. And um, it really it sent Bill Evans for a, a loop and just the whole jazz community because LaFaro was really redefining the role of the acoustic bass, um, not only through his own playing, but in this trio, which was a real um, magical combination of musicians. And uh, Bill Evans, of course, continued throughout his uh, career right up to his death uh, with a piano trio and, of course, had, had various basis. But this trio was very, very special, and it really began his concept of what a piano trio should be. And we hear Bill Evans on piano uh, from his album uh, Explorations, which was produced by the great Oren Keepnews, who was a, a, a big fan of Bill Evans. And, uh, of course, um, uh, Bill recorded some of his finest work uh, for the uh, small Riverside label. And, and Keep News was only too happy to record Bill as often as he wished. And um, Bill was a, 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 an extremely self-critical musician. And, and, and uh, he actually recorded a whole bunch of stuff. And, and as good as it was, he... He uh, would tell Oren, don't release this. Uh, I'm, I'm not happy with it. But, of course, after Bill passed away, a lot of unreleased stuff came out. And, of course, <laughs> it was phenomenal. Uh, Bill Evans just happened to be very, very self-critical. A very exacting musician. Anyway, we're going to hear Bill on piano, Scott LaFaro on bass, and Paul Motayan, or Motion, on drums. And this was recorded uh, February 2nd, 1961. And uh, from the album Explorations, this is one of my favorite tunes anyway, period, no matter who plays it. It's written by Johnny Carisi, and the tune is called Israel. And we're going to follow that with uh, a couple of other pieces. And I haven't picked them out yet, but uh, we'll tell you what they are after we hear them. But we start the set with Israel.
three tunes by the classic Bill Evans Trio, recorded in 1961 in February in New York for Riverside Records from Bill's album Explorations. And that featured uh, Bill, of course, on piano, the late, great Scott LaFarrell on bass, and Paul Motion on drums. And we heard three tunes from that album, uh, opening with uh, Johnny Carisi's classic Israel, and then we heard a great, uh, beautiful ballad written by Dietz and Schwartz called Haunted Heart. And the final tune was written by a friend of Bill Evans, a gentleman named Earl Zinders. And he wrote some beautiful melodies, including the one you just heard. It was called Elsa, Bill Evans and the Trio. I hope you enjoyed that music. We um, are going to go from the sublime to the ridiculous in uh, <laughs> the next three pieces of music. These are by Dave Frischberg, pianist, composer, vocalist, and composer of um, some pretty insane uh, songs. And Frischberg is basically um, uh, very much a humorist and um, very funny, very funny man. And uh, these, uh, this is from an album called Dave Frischberg Classics, and there, um, all the tunes have been picked by Dave with his trio with uh, Steve Gilmore on bass and Bill Goodwin on drums. And we're going to hear three tunes from, uh, from that. The first one is a Dave Frischberg composition called The Blizzard of Lies. And then a very famous tune uh, written by Dave dedicated to all lawyers, and it's called My Attorney Bernie. Yeah, <laughs> not referring to Bernie Sanders. No, no, this is uh, a, little, a little bit different. <laughs> anyway, My Attorney Bernie. And the final tune is a um, co-composition by um, another ex- musical eccentric, Bob Durow and Dave Frischberg, and the tune is entitled simply, I'm Hip. So three... Uh, Triumvirate of Tunes by Dave Frischberg. As I said, from the sublime Bill Evans to, I guess, the ridiculous with David Frischberg. But he's funny. Check him out. We must have lunch real soon. Your luggage is checked through. We got inflation licked. I'll get right back to you It's just a standard form Tomorrow without fail Pleased to meet you Thanks a lot Your check is in the mail Marooned, marooned, marooned In a blizzard of lies Marooned, marooned, marooned In a blizzard of lies Your toes and knees Aren't all you'll freeze when you're in it up to your thighs It looks like snow But you never know When you're marooned in a blizzard of lies You may have won a prize Won't wrinkle, shrink, or peel Your secret's safe with me This is a real good deal Licking good, strictly by the book. What's fair is fair, I'll be right there. I am not a crook. Marooned, marooned, marooned in a blizzard. 
desert of lies. Maroon, maroon, maroon in a blizzard of lies. Better watch your step when your old dog Shep can't even look you in the eyes. You're cold and lost and you're double-crossed when you're marooned in a blizzard of lies. Send someone right out Now this won't hurt a bit He's in a meeting now The coat's a perfect fit Strictly fresh today Serve us with a smile I love you darling Till I die We'll keep your name on file Maroon, maroon, maroon In a blizzard of lies Maroon, maroon Marooned in a blizzard of lies Walk on, walk on With hope in your heart And you're in for a big surprise When you're marooned Marooned Marooned, marooned, marooned In a blizzard of lies A blizzard of lies And I follow his directions Bernie knows his way around And so I always do what Bernie recommends I am blessed with my attorney Bernie I'm impressed with the way he runs the store He's got Dodger season boxes And an office full of foxes It's amazing all the different things Your average guy might need a lawyer for Bernie tells me what to do. Bernie lays it on the line. Bernie says we sue, we sue. Bernie says we sign, we sign. I'm in touch with my attorney, Bernie. In a clutch, he can speed right to the scene. And if I'm locked up in the jail with just one phone call for my bail, he said to call his club collector, deal directly with his answering machine. When I dine with my attorney Bernie, he buys wine from the rare imported rack. That's cause Bernie is purist, not your polyester tourist. Bernie waves the glass around a while, then takes a sip and always sends it back. Bernie tells me what to do. Bernie lays it on the line. Bernie says we sue, we sue. Bernie says we sign, we sign.
attorney Bernie. I admire any guy who knows his stuff. Sure, we blew a couple ventures with the counterfeit debentures. But you win a few, you lose a few, like Bernie says. You keep on hanging tough. Thanks to you, my attorney Bernie. Thanks to you, I'm considered well-to-do. Sure, I made out like a bandit, just exactly like you planned it. But like Murray, my accountant, told me yesterday, I owe it all to you. Bernie tells me what to do. Bernie lays it on the line. Bernie says we sue, we sue. Bernie says we sign, we sign. On the dotted line. I'm hip, I'm no square, I'm alert, I'm awake, I'm aware, I am always on the scene, making the rounds, digging the sounds, I buy people magazines cause I'm hip, like dig. I'm in step, when it was hip to be hip, I was hip. I don't blow, but I'm a fan. Look at me swing, ring-a-ding-ding. -ding. I even call my girlfriend, man, cause I'm hip. And every Saturday night, with my suit buttoned tight and my suede's on, I'm getting my kicks, digging arty French flicks with my shades on. Cause I'm too much, I'm a gas. I am anything but middle class when I hang around the band. Popping my thumbs, digging the drums. Squares don't seem to understand why I flip. Then I'd hip like I'm hip. Oh, I'm hip. Oh, I'm hip. Yes, I'm hip. Oh, I'm hip. Oh, I'm hip. Yes, I'm hip. Oh, I'm hip. Oh, I'm hip. Yes, I'm hip. I'm hip. I enjoy any joint where there's jive. I'm on top of every trend. Look at me go, Vodio do. Sammy Davis knows my friend, I'm so hip. I'm hip, but not weird. Like you notice, I don't wear a beard. Beards were in, but now they're out. They had their day, now they're passing. Just ask me if you're in doubt, cause I'm hip. Oh, I'm hip. Now I'm deep into Zen, meditation, and macrobiotics. And as soon as I can, I intend to get into narcotics. Cause I'm cool as a cuke. I'm a cat, I'm a card, I'm a coop. I get so much out of life. Really, I do. Scuba dee boo. One more time, play Mac the Knife. Let her rip. I may flip, but I'm hip. Oh, tell the world I'm hip. Yes, don't you know that I'm hip? Well, now, dig on me. Well, can't you see that I'm hip? Oh, yes, I'm hip. Better show this to Quincy. Yes, you better believe I'm here.
Yeah, crazy old Dave Frischberg, and uh, we heard three of his uh, of his tunes. Um, he was accompanied here, of course. Dave is on piano and and vocals, and wrote all the tunes. And he's accompanied by Steve Gilmore on bass and Bill Goodwin on drums. And uh, the first one is was entitled "Blizzard of Lies." You know, the check is in the mail. I love you, all that kind of stuff. And the second tune. Uh, was dedicated to his attorney, my attorney, Bernie. And the final tune was a co-composition of um, uh, the equally crazy Bob DeRoe and, um, and Dave Frischberg and a tune called I'm Hip. So there you go. hope you enjoyed that uh, little bit of um, fun and uh, a little bit of uh, cynical humor there. We're going to take you now to a live recording with the great Youssef Latif on tenor saxophone. Uh, this is a recording that not too many people have heard. This was issued on Atlantic Records, but it's very hard to find now. And uh, we're going to hear an extended uh, performance with uh, Youssef's working quartet of the time, which included the incredible Kenny Barron on piano and Bob Cunningham on bass and Tootie Heath, Albert Tootie Heath on drums. And uh, as I said, this is a live recording, and uh, this is a tune. It's a blues, and it features a, an extended solo by uh, Kenny Barron, the whole band. It's a, a great piece of music. It goes on, and uh, very typical of uh, a band when, when they get into something live, and uh, they're going to cook for you. This is called Yousef's Mood. Thank you. Now we like to do Yousef's Mood. <laughs> Yeah. 
say, those of you that have uh, <laughs> think of Yusef Latif as uh, as being sort of ethereal and uh, exotic and so on, he gets down and uh, he plays the blues and he did that just that on uh, this recording, recorded live at the Keystone Corner in San Francisco. And that was uh, Yousef's working band of the time. This was recorded by 1976. And um, it featured uh, Kenny Barron at the piano, Bob Cunningham on bass, and Albert Tootie Heath on drums. And that was simply entitled Yousef's Mood. And everyone had a chance to stretch out and get down and dirty uh, on that one. All right, we're going to move now to uh, some music by vibraphonist Bobby Hutcherson, who I think of as my Aquarian brother, because we were both born in the, the same year. And um, he was born a few days before I was. But um, anytime we exchange, we, al- we always call each other Brother Aquarius. And uh, Bobby Hutcherson, for me, is one of the great geniuses of music. Now, there's not too many people that one can call a genius. I think of Charlie Parker as a genius, but I also think of Bobby Hutcherson as a genius. I know it's a, a term that's overused. Um, you know, so many people say, well, you know, this guy's a genius, that guy's a genius. There's not too many, really. You know, I think of, for me, I think of Charlie Parker, I think of Bud Powell, um, pianist Bud Powell, and I think of Bobby Hutcherson. Um, as a genius, or three genie, genii, as, uh, as you say. Anyway, um, we're going to hear some music, but I'd just like to remind you that you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9. My name's Gavin Walker. We're also on the web, and it's www.citr.ca. This is a band that I love because a very, very dear friend of mine, aside from Bobby Hutcherson, a very dear friend of mine was a saxophone player in this band. And sad to say, he passed away at age 50, far too young. But he was a beautiful player, especially he had uh, a gorgeous sound, on a great sound on tenor saxophone, but a beautiful sound on soprano saxophone. And um, his name was Emmanuel Boyd, Manny Boyd. And I really miss Manny a lot. We were very close. So here he is with, um, he was part of Bobby Hutcherson's working band of the time. And we hear Bobby, of course, on vibes and marimba. Marimba is, um, the vibes have, have metal bars and they echo. And the marimba is is more like a xylophone. It has wooden bars and no echo. And um, so Bobby plays both on this particular piece of music. Uh, Manny Boyd is playing soprano uh, on this first piece of music we're going to hear. He also plays tenor saxophone. On piano is George Cables, and on bass is another friend of mine, James Leary. Wonderful bass player is still with us, and one of my favorite drummers, Eddie Marshall. Um, And uh, on here, augmenting the band is Kenneth Nash on percussion. And we're going to hear a tune uh, dedicated to uh, John Coltrane. And uh, Bobby Hutcherson and the band get such a, a sweet feel out of this tune. And it's called simply Searching the Train. And we're going to follow that up with a couple of pieces from a slightly later album. Same band, uh, but we dropped the percussion uh, and we changed piano players. Uh, Larry Nash is... Uh, follows up on the next two tunes. Uh, We're going to hear a tune called 
uh, song for Annie, written by Manny Boyd for his girlfriend, and uh, a tune written by James Leary, the bassist, called Laugh, Laugh Again. So here, then, is some music by the great Bobby Hutchison, and we begin with Searching the Train. Thank you. 
the music of Bobby Hutchison and his uh, working band as he had it together. They're all, they were all based in uh, San Francisco, and of course Bobby is still based uh, in the Bay Area. Bobby Hutchison on Vibes and Marimba, uh, along with Manny Boyd, the late Manny Boyd on soprano and tenor saxophone. On the first tune, George Cables on piano, James Leary on bass, Eddie Marshall on drums, and Kenneth Nash on percussion. And that first tune we heard was called Searchin' the Train. And the second two tunes, um, the piano bench was switched, and Larry Nash was playing piano, uh, and um, Kenneth Nash was, uh, was dropped, but uh, the same guys. And we heard uh, Manny Boyd's beautiful song called Song for Annie, and that featured Manny on tenor saxophone. And the final tune was written by bassist James Leary and called Laugh, Laugh Again. Bobby Hutchison. All right, we are going to um, just remind you that you are listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name is Gavin Walker, and I would just like to remind you of a couple of very, very important websites. One of them is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. There's all kinds of uh, stuff on there and and, uh, an amazing variety of links on that site. And it's really important to, uh, to log on to that site and, and, and check out what's happening in Vancouver all over the place. Uh, concerts, uh, the, the, the Winteruption Festival, uh, Frankie's uh, down on um, Beatty Street, Vancouver's newest uh, uh, music venue, and uh, Frankie's Italian Kitchen, great food and uh, service and music. And, of course, it's programmed by uh, Coastal Jazz and Blues folks and uh, Corey Weeds. And uh, there's a lot of incredible musicians that are going to be performing at Frankie. So there you go. And it's on Beatty Street in the 700 block, if you don't know that already. And you can make reservations and do all that stuff on, on online. So it's very easy. And... Um, the best thing to do is just get online, check it out, and it's coastaljazz.ca. The other fine website is one put together by my buddy Brian Nation, old friend, and he has a website called vancouverjazz.com, and that's also fun to uh, browse around and spend a little time checking things out. There's all kinds of links on that website as well. So those are two, coastaljazz.ca and... VancouverJazz.com. And, of course, I always mention my good friend Ken Speller, fine musician um, and a teacher, but he's also a repairman. So if you play any um, wind instrument like the saxophone, the flute, the clarinet, uh, you know that it needs maintenance, just like a good car. And um, Ken Speller's the guy to see. He's an excellent repairman. He keeps his prices very reasonable. Uh, he can advise you on uh, what instrument to purchase if you're into doing that, all kinds of stuff. He's very accessible, and um, his prices are very reasonable, as I said, because he has his workshop right in his home, so he doesn't have a store overhead. And he's located in North Vancouver, 13th and Lonsdale area. He can be reached at 778 800 
1933, 1933, or K Speller at um, K S P E L L E R underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. K Speller underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. So he's a good man to know for that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, this. Things, uh, things happening around Vancouver. Those are good uh, sites to go on, and uh, we'd like to. Uh, uh, we li- always like to tell you about them. And as I said, the, uh, the the coastal jazz and blues website is extremely comprehensive. So heads up for a couple more messages, and we'll be back with some music by Nina Simone, who um, February twenty first, which is yesterday celebrated a birthday anniversary. We're going to hear some significant music from from Nina. So uh, listen up after these messages. The annual Talking Stick Festival on February 18th to 28th treats Vancouver to a city-wide, one-of-a-kind celebration of Indigenous performance and art. Don't miss the ever-popular Open Your Hearts opening gala, which kicks off the festivities with first-class entertainment accompanied with an array of hors d'oeuvres and a buffet dinner. Afterwards, enjoy 11 days jam-packed with the best Indigenous arts Vancouver has to offer, including Indigenous contemporary dance, musical concerts, slam poetry, a visual arts exhibition, theater, interactive family-friendly events, an Aboriginal artisan fair, an assortment of workshops, artist talks, and more. For more information, visit TalkingStickFest.ca. For a taste of the classics with a twist, join me, Marguerite, with Classical Chaos Sunday mornings starting at 9, right here on CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver, Canada. few clouds tonight, a low of zero, um, but at least the clouds are gone. Nice, clear nights, a full moon tonight, and uh, quite a wonderful uh, uh, sky side out there with that big moon in the sky. All right, and tomorrow can be a really nice day, maybe the nicest day of the week. It's going to be sunny tomorrow. Remember that word, sunny? Yeah, low of zero and a high of nine. And then Wednesday, uh, it clouds over, no precipitation in the forecast, low of 2 and a high of 12. Thursday's not too bad, but there is a 30% chance of a shower with a low of 5 and a high of 10. Uh, Yeah, and then a bit of a downturn for Friday. Busy day, of course, always. A low of 6 and a high of 11, but the forecast for Friday is rain. Then Saturday and Sunday, cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower with lows between 4 and highs up to 12. So there is the weather picture for the week. All right. Now, Nina Simone is 
an incredibly, was an incredibly charismatic singer. Um, there really is nothing like Nina Simone. She is totally unique, and uh, there's really very little to say. Uh, she is an entity unto herself, and um, you know some some singers will 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 do specialize in in Gershwin tunes and 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 so on and so forth. Nina. Nina went in all directions, but one of the important things in Nina's career was her concern with civil rights, and um, a lot of her music reflected her views on civil rights, and uh, Nina Simone could be very, very, very declarative uh, about that, and uh, she was a very, very proud African-American woman. So in a way, what we're going to listen to, we're going to listen to three pieces of music by Nina, and... um, uh, she's really going to deliver on all of these because they all have something to do with Black History Month. The first one is her performance and her interpretation of Bertolt Brecht, Kurt Weill, a uh, piece of music from the Three Penny Opera. But you have to think of her character in this as being uh, an old black charwoman who has dreams, vivid dreams and fantasies. And uh, this is quite a performance, and it's called Pirate Jenny because the old black charwoman becomes Pirate Jenny. And uh, it's quite a haunting and scary piece of music. So we'll listen to Nina's interpretation of that. And, of course, the second tune we're going to hear is very unambiguous, very straight ahead, written by Nina Simone, and it's called Old Jim Crow. And the final tune scared the daylights out of audiences um, in concert when she started doing this tune. And, of course, uh, all uh, this was done in the 60s when there was so much uh, stuff happening in the southern states. And this is her composition. It's called Mississippi Goddamn. Nina plays the piano, sings, and has arranged all the tunes. And my good friend Rudy Stevenson is playing guitar, Lyle Atkinson on bass, and Bobby Hamilton on drums. And here we go, and we're going to begin with Pirate Jenny, Nina Simone. You people can watch while I'm scrubbing these floors And I'm scrubbing the floors while you're gawking Maybe once you tip me and it makes you feel swell In this crummy southern town, in this crummy old hotel But you'll never guess to who you're talking No, you couldn't ever guess to who you're talking Then one night, there's a scream in the night, and you wonder, who could that have been? And you see me kind of grinning while I'm scrubbing. And you say, what she got to grin? I'll tell you, there's a she. 
the black freighter with a skull on its masthead will be coming in. You gentlemen can say, hey gal, finish them floors, get upstairs. What's wrong with you? Earn your keep here. You toss me your tips and look out to the ships, but I'm counting your heads as I'm making the beds, cause there's nobody gonna sleep here tonight. Nobody's gonna sleep here, honey. Nobody. And you say, who's that kicking up around? And you see me kind of staring out the window. And you say, what's she got to stare at now? I'll tell you, there's a ship. The Black Freighter. around in the harbor shooting guns from her bow now you gentlemen can wipe off that smile off your face because every building in town is a flat one this whole freaking place will be down to the ground only this cheap hotel standing up safe and sound and you yell Yes, that's what you say. Why do they spare that one? All the night through, through the noise and to-do, you wonder who is that person that lives up there? And you see me stepping out in the morning, looking nice with a ribbon in my hand. <laughs> and the ship, the black freighter, runs a flag up its masthead and a cheer rings the air.
days. And I say, that'll learn ya. And the sheep, the blood Disappears out to sea, and on it is me.
The name of this tune is Mississippi Goddamn. And I mean every word of it. Alabama's got me so upset. Tennessee made me lose my rest. And everybody knows about Mississippi Goddamn. Alabama's got me so upset. Tennessee made me lose my rest. And everybody knows about Mississippi Goddamn. Can't you see it? Can't you feel it? It's all in the air. I can't stand the pressure much longer. Somebody say a prayer. Alabama's got me so upset. Tennessee made me lose my rest. And everybody knows about Mississippi Goddamn. This is a show tune, but the show hasn't been written for it yet. Hound dogs on my trail, school children sitting in jail, black cat cross my path. I think every day's gonna be my last. Lord have mercy on this land of mine. We all gonna get it in due time. I don't belong here, I don't belong there. I've even stopped believing in. Don't tell me, I'll tell you Me and my people just about do I've been there so I know You keep on saying, go slow But that's just the trouble Washing the windows You thought I was kidding, didn't you? Picket lines, school boycotts, they try to say it's a communist plot. All I want is equality for my sister, my brother, my people, and me. Yes, you lied to me all these years. You told me to wash and clean my ears and talk real fine just like a lady. And you'd stop calling me Sister Sadie. Oh, but this whole country is full of lies. You all gonna die and die like flies. I don't trust you anymore. You keep on saying, go Desegregation, mass participation, 
stuff by Nina Simone and uh, her band, including well, Nina, of course, playing piano and uh, naturally singing, uh, Rudy Stevenson on guitar, Lyle Hans- Atkinson on bass, and Bobby Hamilton on drums, all recorded in concert in 1964, a long time ago. But uh, all the songs have uh, relevance. And, of course, uh, we opened with the her wonderful take, uh, the fantasies of a African American charwoman, and uh, from the Three Penny Opera by uh, Kurt Weil and Bertolt Brecht, and we heard Pirate Jenny, and uh, only Nina could do a song like that and bring it out, amazing. And then um, an angry tune, dedicated to, to of course uh, Jim Crow, you know, and uh, most people know what Jim Crow is. That's prejudice. Old Jim Crow, so hopefully his days are numbered. And um, he's still around, though, let me tell you. And then finally, her great protest song, which uh, shocked the hell out of most people at the time, uh, despite what was happening in the southern states. People, you know, like to kind of push that aside and, you know, look at the bright side, but uh, there you go. And uh, a lot of things haven't changed either. And Mississippi Goddamn was her song. And uh, that was the the last tune on the set. Nina Simone, one of the great voices of music, and she celebrated a birthday anniversary yesterday, February 21st. One of the best bands ever in jazz music was the band of Clifford Brown and Max Roach. No question. And, of course, with the untimely death in the car crash of Clifford Brown and the band's arranger, pianist Richie Powell, who was Bud Powell's younger brother, um, that band came to a, a sad end. And, um, but they did make some very significant recordings. We're going to hear a few tunes from the, from the band. Clifford Brown on trumpet, who was, uh, at the time of this recording was 24 years old. The great and old friend the late Harold Land on tenor saxophone, Richie Powell, as I mentioned before, the band's arranger on piano, George Morrow on bass, and the great Mr. Max Roach on drums. And this is a composition by Richie's older brother, Bud Powell. Uh, We open the set with Parisian Thoroughfare. And uh, then we're going to go to a tune called The Blues Walk. And uh, we're going to end the set with a great tune by Clifford Brown called Dahoud, which is actually Arabic for David, the name David. So three great tunes by this incredible 
quintet of incredible musicians, Brown and Roach.
Clifford Brown and Max Roach, one of the great bands in jazz history. Clifford Brown on trumpet, 24 years old at the time of the recording, and the great Max Roach on drums, Richie Powell on piano, who was the band's arranger, Harold Land on tenor saxophone, and George Morrill on bass. And the tunes weren't quite as I announced because the uh, order on the CD is uh, a bit messed up, so I was just reading what they showed me. Anyway, it doesn't matter because all the tunes are great. And the first one was written by Bud Powell, Richie Powell's older brother, and of course it's one of his most famous compositions, Parisian Thoroughfare. And then a composition by pianist Duke Jordan, which was a staple of this band, and uh, the tune was called George Du. Then two Clifford Brown compositions. The first one was entitled Dahoud, and the second one was maybe his most famous and most played composition by just about everybody, a beautiful thing called Joy Spring. Clifford Brown and Max Roach, classic modern jazz. We're going to take you to a jam session concert which took place in Los Angeles at the Shrine Auditorium my goodness, back in 1951, featuring all modern musicians, October 12th, 1951. And this features some incredible musicians all together here. Uh, the great Joe Newman on trumpet, one of the great powerhouse trumpet players, played with Basie for years and years. And the gentleman who does our theme song on trombone, the one and only Benny Green, Fluke. And on alto saxophone, one of the great virtuosos of that instrument, always kind of overlooked, forgotten, never mentioned, I don't know why, Sonny Chris. I mean, there's lots of Sonnies in, in jazz. Maybe, you know, we've got Sonny Stitt, we've got Sonny Rollins, we've got Sonny Fortune. Maybe he's just too many Sonnies to remember. Sonny Chris, one of the great, unique voices of the alto saxophone. And another very individual voice on the tenor saxophone, the one and only Eddie Lockjaw Davis. And we have Bobby Tucker on piano, Tommy Potter on bass, and Kenny Clark on drums. And they're going to do a standard jam session tune for you, written by Juan Tizal. It's entitled Perdido.
Yeah, a jam session, a good one too, recorded live and well recorded too, considering the time at the Shrine Auditorium in Los Angeles was part of a uh, Norman Grant's concert, recorded October 12th, 1951. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Great musicians on here, Joe Newman on trumpet, our man Benny Green on trombone, the gentleman that does our opening and closing theme. Great trombonist. Um, Eddie Lockjaw Davis on tenor saxophone, of course, one of the most unique sounds. And the incredible, and I mean that, Sonny Chris on alto saxophone, who opened the soloing on that. Bobby Tucker on piano, Tommy Potter on bass, and Kenny Clark on drums. And, of course, that was a classic jam tune done beautifully. Perdido, written by Juan Tizal. We're going to close this show. I'd just like to remind you that uh, next week is a very important date, and that is Fund Drive. And, you know, we'll take anything, uh, whatever you can afford. Um, it's very important this year because a lot of the money that we're going to collect on Fund Drive, and there's wonderful prizes, of course, and we'll be getting, delving into all that kind of stuff next week uh, on the one fun drive jazz show that we do. Um, but the fun drive starts uh, officially on the 25th of this week, uh, the 25th of February. But uh, really what the money is going for is to train uh, students um, to come into radio and, and put together programs and um, be able to talk on the radio, be able to uh, do all kinds of stuff, do documentaries, uh, music programs, um, political stuff, news, sports, all that, all that kind of stuff, anything that involves radio. And, uh, of course, that's um, partially what the... Uh, the fund drive is all about is to have the money to encourage this and and have classes and all kinds of stuff so it's very important and it's always an important time of the year fund drive so we'll be doing that next week and our jazz feature next week is going to be um, seeing as it's the last month of uh, black history month or the last monday uh, for us in black history month and we've been doing a tribute to it all um, all of our programs this this month. And uh, the last uh, Black History jazz feature will be by guitarist Grant Green. And it's a um, very special album of Negro spirituals. And if you pardon that uh, sort of antiquated, outdated term, that's what those songs are still referred to as, with all due respect. Uh, and Grant... Uh, of course, delivers his own interpretations of those great spirituals. And Herbie Hancock is along with him on piano and some other people. So uh, that's going to be the jazz feature next week. So we hope that you can join us and also contribute. That's important. Contribute to Fund Drive. And we'll have all the information and so on. But it'll be starting on February 25th. So... 
Take heed. All right. We're going to close. We're going to go back to Clifford Brown and Max Roach. And this is a tune that I did announce, but we didn't play. And uh, it's an incredible piece of music called The Blues Walk. And uh, the band is just at its peak on this piece. And it's a good way to uh, say goodnight to everybody and, uh, and close the show on a very high level. So here then, Clifford Brown on trumpet, Max Roach on drums. They were co-leaders of this incredible quintet. Richie Powell on piano, Harold Land on tenor saxophone, and George Morrill on bass. And the Blues Walk.
All right. <laughs> That's the way to end uh, tonight's jazz show. And we hope you enjoyed the music. That, of course, was Clifford Brown and Max Rose, one of their uh, peak recordings. And uh, the band sounding so good on that 1955 date. And uh, we heard, of course, Clifford Brown on trumpet, magnificent form, Harold Land on tenor saxophone, Richie Powell on piano, George Morrow on bass, and, of course, the great Max Roach on drums. And that was a tune called The Blues Walk. And um, the composer of that tune is still in doubt. There's lots of controversy. Some people say Sonny Stitt wrote it. Some people say um, uh, a saxophone player named Chris Wood uh, wrote it. So, you know, it's hard to say. Anyway, it's part of the jazz lexicon. So next week is an important show, and that's the Fun Drive show. We need to raise $40,000. We've done it almost every year. We've had the Fun Drive, and this year will be no exception. Of course, we can always hear stories of, well, I have no money, this and that and the other thing, but it's amazing how many people donate to uh, CITR. And uh, there's a lot of things that that money is going to go for, and a lot of great prizes as well. CITR cards, which will give you discounts at some of the great stores, especially the independent stores, um, swag bags, um, a framed Discorder cover, all kinds of things to do with uh, CITR. And uh, it starts next week. So February 25th at 12 p.m. And it ends Thursday, March the 3rd at 9.30 p.m. So we'll be happy to accept your donations online before and after the fun drive. So you can call, if you like, 604-822-8648 or contribute online, which is, of course, you can do that if you just get onto the CITR website, which is citr.ca. Anyway, we'll be talking a whole lot more about that next week. Thank you very much for listening to The Jazz Show. And we shall return, as I said, next Monday evening. And our jazz feature next is featuring guitarist Grant Green and pianist Herbie Hancock and a bunch of other people doing some great spirituals. And um, that's going to be our final tribute to Black History Month. Gavin Walker's my name. CITR is the station you're listening to, citr.ca, if you're listening to on your computer. And uh, we'd like to bid you a very good evening. And we'll see you in seven days. Bye-bye. Do-ba-dee-oo-doo-doo-wee Ba-do-ba-dee-oo-doo-wee